Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. John 4, 34, are you with me? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish His work. John 4, 34. I want you to read this with me this morning. It says, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish His work. I love this thought here because it's so important today that we begin to get in our mind. What is the thing that we need the most? What is the thing we need the most? You know, when Satan tempted Jesus, he gave him some great temptations. And we know Jesus responded according to the word or with the word of God to Satan. And he said this, he said to him, he said, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Here we see Jesus talking to people and he told them, he said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Because they said, man, you've been doing a lot. You're probably hungry. Has anybody gave this, this preacher some food? I mean, I'm sure he's starving. He's been preaching for a long time. And so uh, Jesus turned and said, hey, 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 you don't get it. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. How many of you know today God does have a plan for your life? But you know what that plan is? You're going to find the plan in his word. His word's going to define who you are to you. Did you know this Bible today that we're reading, and this is so important, if you don't get anything out of this meeting, you need to get this and hear what I'm about to say. The Bible God gave to us to define what kind of relationship we have with Him. Our relationship is to God isn't based on how we feel about it or how we want to have it or how we see God. This Bible was written so that God can define who He is and how you, He wants you to relate to Him. Can I just go back again and say that again? God wrote a book so that every one of us will know how to relate to Him. He defines Himself in the Bible. And His Spirit reveals that to us. We call it revelation. The Word and the Spirit work together to reveal who God is to us. Just like when we heard of Christ, God revealed our our Savior to us as we heard and we believed upon Him. And we received that salvation. Same thing goes when it comes to relating to God. and, And God reveals Himself to us by His Word. And His Spirit makes that a reality in us. Now... It also tells us who we are. Isn't that good news? Because we're trying to find identity, understanding. God, what is your plan? What is your will for my life? And oftentimes we'll get a little bit and then we stop and say, okay, that's it. And then we camp there and just kind of abide and, and fight the, the, this fight in this world, so to speak. Sometimes we actually start camping out in the world because we get to a certain level because we started the process. But he wants you to finish the work. Because there's more to you than what you know right now. The one word you've got is bigger than the word you have today. It will grow and expand kind of like eating an oyster. You know what I mean? Anybody ever ate a raw oyster before? You start chewing on that sucker, man. That thing gets real big in your mouth real quick, you know, for most of us. I don't want to swallow the thing. You know what I mean? It's better just to swallow it whole instead of chew it. But let me just say this. The Word of God is similar. When God gives you His Word, He's defining you to you. 
Because you won't find your identity in the world. The world tries to define you. And the Bible says do not be conformed to this world. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because some way, somehow, somebody has been giving you an identity. But didn't it come from the word of God? Somebody, maybe your parents, maybe friends, maybe a man, maybe a woman, maybe other people, maybe some kind of something. But listen to me, out there today, maybe the education system, maybe the government system, all of these other things that's working in the world. But did God, did the kingdom, did his word define you to you? That you might know who you are. Jesus found himself in the word. So did he define everyone that followed him. Remember when he, when Peter got the revelation, we call him Peter, but his name was Simon Barjona. And the Bible says, when, when Jesus said, who do men say that I am? What he was doing, he was going to find out who he could define that day, who, who got a revelation of who he was. When you get a revelation of Jesus, he begins to define you. Everywhere you see that in the Bible, when it comes to Abram, he became Abraham. God began to define him based upon this relationship that Abram had started with God by obeying his word and following the plan, by hearing the word and acting on it. Are you with me right now? One of the things that we find in the word of God when Simon came to Jesus and, or when Jesus was with the disciples said, who do men say that I am? All of them began to quote everybody else. Because that's what we often do. We say hearsay. We say what everybody else is saying so we, we kind of blend in because we don't want to stand out. Because, but, but, but listen, Peter, Simon Barjona said, wait a minute, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. No, that, that took something. I said, that took something. Everybody else. Because everybody said what everybody else was saying. And they even said that. Well, everybody says you're this and you're that. Because they had not sought God and got something defined to them by the word. They only did it by what everybody else was saying. Oh, you need to hear me right now. There's a lot of church that operates that way. A lot of people in the body of Christ today operate that way. But that's not the will of God. So we have our churches defined by a lot of hearsay, oftentimes even by Satan who has confused the minds of many people because of the hearsay, because they don't have a revelation of the word of God. Isn't that something? That's why Paul told Timothy, he says, be careful. There will be many people who are seduced in the last days that will heap to themselves. Are you hearing me right now? We need to let the Word of God define who we are. The, the Word of God will tell you what kind of man you can be and how to love your wife and how to live as a man. The Word of God will teach you how to be a woman, how to love your husband and how to live as, as a good mother. Are you with me? It will teach you how to have a marriage. It will teach you how to run business, how to trust God, how to acknowledge Him in all of your ways and He will direct your steps. It will teach you how to walk in the blessing as you connect to the laws of the spirit of life that are in Christ Jesus. And then you know what? Now you're not doing all of this on your own merit, your own strength, but on the promises and the strength of God's word which will overcome all things. I'm preaching okay right now. Look in John 6, 38. For Jesus said, John 6, 38 says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. I'm, I'm about to get cranked up. Is that all right? This is the will of the Father who sent me that 
of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. Now, Jesus understood this by the word. Now, we know he was the word made flesh, but let me just help you with this. He used to go into the temple. He studied the word of God. He went to the temple and oftentimes confused even the rabbis in that day because they were like, man, who's this young kid knowing all of this stuff? How did you know all of this stuff? One was he was in tune with the Father's will. When you decide I'm going to get in tune with the Father's will and everything else don't really matter that much because I need to know the will of the Father, not just for my life, but for His kingdom's sake. God, what's your will? Not my will be done, but what's your will be done? Because I want to get my will in line with your will because in that place, we can finish the work. You see, one of the things we have learned over this past couple of weeks in this series, Jesus at the Center, even from the time of Good Friday, Palm Sunday, Good Friday, uh, Resurrection Day, come on. All of these wonderful things. One of the things we have learned, over 300 prophecies, that means the Word of God, over 300 scriptures were fulfilled about Jesus. He fulfilled those words in His coming, in His birth, in His death, and in His resurrection. Jesus came to fulfill the word which God's, which is God's will. Jesus came to do the will of God. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. The Bible says, In Him, speaking of Christ, you also who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire or that we have the redemption of the purchased possession, which is to the praise of His glory. This is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. The Bible says several things here. Three things that are working here when it comes to us. First of all, in Ephesians 1, 13, it says this. It says, in whom you heard. Speaking of Jesus, you heard and you trusted. You trusted. You heard of Jesus. You believed upon it or you trusted in it. And what happened? Which, and let me just say, this is the gospel of your salvation. So let's read it. In whom he also trusted after that you heard the word of truth. So what, it did, what happens? We hear the word of truth. Is that right? Think about this. This is us today. You hear the word of truth, and then what happens? The Bible says when you believe it, you hear it, and you believe on it, something something happens with the Holy Spirit. He begins to work. Do you see that? This is the same pattern that happens when you hear the word of God. Do you know you can hear the word that Jesus still heals today? He is a healer, and he will heal your body. And you can receive that. And believe upon it, and the next thing you know, the Holy Spirit will begin to work on your body right where you're right where you're sitting today because you believed upon it. Just like you hear right there, the word of God coming to you for your salvation. When it comes to you being born again, you heard it, the Holy Spirit goes to work, and guess what happens? Verse 39 says, or verse 14, sorry, verse 14 says. That which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. What is this understanding? Is that the word of truth we hear, we believe, and the Holy Spirit begins to act and bring, make it a reality in our life. 
But this believing can divide people because we are at times faced with do I go with the word and the spirit or do I go with the people? Because oftentimes there's a hearsay. There's something out there sometimes. Where we have people at different levels of knowledge and different levels of understanding. But we have to make it a, a determination on our heart to believe God at His Word which defines who He is, His promises to us, who we are, how we are to relate to Him because relationship is not something we define with God. You know, have you ever noticed how every one of us in here today, you want somebody to love you a particular way when they're not loving you or, like, or loving you a particular way, then you, you do what? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Husbands and wives know what I'm talking about right now real good, aren't you? don't you? Huh? If something ain't going that way, what do you do? If something begins to happen, or something begins to happen in, in between that relationship, right? Well, see, we don't define our relationship with God. Because we're not God. But we try to relate to God the way we want to be loved, the way we want things to go, the way we want to live our life. But the Word of God defines to us the will of God, and the will of God tells us how we should relate to God. And when we begin to relate to God in that way, what happens then is that that Word becomes a reality in our life according to the will of God. Because the Holy Spirit begins to work into that place because what are you doing now? You're seeking after Him with all of your heart, all of your mind. Everything that's within you, you're beginning to love Him in a way that He wants to be loved. Jesus said, there are people who worship me, but their heart is far from me. There's people that say they love me, but they don't obey me. And that means that well, they're deceived in what they think love is when it comes to God. That's why there's so many marriage breaks up. I believe the church of the Lord Jesus Christ can be a foundation and pillar and ground of truth, according to the book of Timothy, in every area. I believe the Word of God will quicken your heart and the Holy Spirit will begin to work in your life, in your family, in your business, in your body. Because it is a reality. The same word that was spoken to Jesus, the same word that is spoken to us today as the church, gives us the life that we have to live. Jesus came that you might have life. You know, this abundant life that he talks about it is in the spirit. And it is lived out in every realm, in every influence that we go. Everywhere you place your foot, everywhere you declare that you take in the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm, I might go somewhere here. I am going to be teaching on prayer here before long. But listen to me. You can take and you can possess because you have the authority in the spirit of who you are. Remember, you're in the world, but you're not of it. There is two kingdoms, two nations on this planet. That's it. There's the God of this world, and then there's the God of this kingdom, which is the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, the church who has been born again. The first ones, come on. Oh, glory to God. Man, I could keep going right there. But I want you to think about something. He has a plan for your life. And it's for good, not of evil, to give you a hope and an expected end. Jesus is at the center. You know, you can't separate Jesus from this kingdom. You can't separate Jesus from the Word. He is the Word. Acts 4, verse 32 through 37 I want you to look in the early church how when, the, when people believed what they heard in the Holy Spirit because they believed what they heard. You know, you can say, well, you know, I, read the, I don't believe everything that the Bible says. And let me help you with this. 
Because sometimes people don't understand even what it's saying. Because the Spirit isn't revealing it to them. They're just reading it out of their own head, so to speak. And oftentimes, they're reading it from a particular point of view before they even go to the Bible. When you read it from a particular point of view before you even approach the Word of God, you're going to read it the wrong way. You're going to hear it the wrong way. You're going to hear it in the way you want to see it. You've already made up your mind. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's a fact. But I want you to look at verse 32. It says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. I believe we're entering into a season as the church. I don't know anybody else saying this right now. I've not heard it. I, I really haven't. And I don't, but I believe we're about to see a great revival in the church. I believe we're about to see the church stand up as one man with one heart and one mind, one soul. I believe we're going to begin to see people who's going to, in churches and people are going to be, be casting off the worldliness and the things that, that have hindered them, but they'll have to make choices in the Spirit, either to serve God or the God of this world. Because there's no middle ground, there's no two areas. It's either you love one, you hate the other, you'll hold on to one or despise the other, Jesus said. And that's the challenge that the body of Christ will have in this day. But we're going to see some great things take place in the church. Verse 34, nor was anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands and houses sold them and brought the proceedings of that which were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they were distributed to each one had needed. And then it talks about, and Joseph, who was also named Barnabas, by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, son of consolation, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. You see, the Word of God is something that He gives to us to define. And what am I saying here? I believe that this is a, a move, of the, a, a unique move of the Holy Spirit. I'm not, I'm not telling people to go out there and sell your house and come bring the money to the church, okay? That's what I'm saying. You have to obey the Holy Ghost in any of those kind of things. Whatever He puts it on your heart to do, you just do it. But you have to understand what I'm trying to say here. What I believe the Spirit of God is saying. Where that we are talking about that we begin to go, wait a minute, how does the world see the church today? Did we come to attend to hear a message and leave? Or did we come to hear what we need to go do? If you come to attend, well, praise the Lord. If you came to hear and do, you're going to find the Holy Spirit and God working in your midst. There's a different understanding of people in the body of Christ today. Did you know not every Christian has the same intimacy? with God as others around you today. There's equality in God, as you can see here in the book of Acts. At the same time, there's diversity as well because not every person has the same intimacy. Not every person is seeking to do His will. Not every person is at a place of receiving the Word and believing on it to do it. So the Word of God, God has given to us that it might define this relationship that we have with Him in the fellowship. You know, I believe today that as Christians, as we want to put Jesus at the center, I'm going to close with this thought. 
And there is so much in this message and so many other things that I could teach on, but I want you to hear this today. Jesus said, I didn't come to do my own will, but the will of my Father. And you know, as a believer today, I don't know where you're at, and I understand that. Look, I, hey, we all are in this world, but we're not of it. Amen? I understand how the pressures of life, the cares of life, and all, everything, there's such a demand that this world tries to make on us. The demand to say, this is what success is. The demand of, this is what your body should look like. The demand of, this is how you should treat everybody. The demand of what to accept and what not to accept. But let me just help you with this today. That's what the world tries to tell the church that we need to be conformed to. Because the world will say, here's what you should be doing with your life. But I have found the world doesn't have the plan for my life. God has that plan. God has a plan for your life, and you're going to know that by your intimate and your fellowship with Him, His Word, and His Spirit, they all work together. To define you, to define your future, your purpose, the will of God, the plan. You know, one of the things that the Bible tells us, and as I said, I'm closing with this, this scripture right here. The Bible tells us that speaking of Jesus, but it's also speaking to us in chapter 2 of Philippians. Verse 1, it says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, Philippians 2, 1, if there, be, if, there be for, if, there, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy, fulfill you my joy, that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife that's, that's a selfishness or vainglory. That's a that's particular pounding of the chest, so to speak. Look what I've done. Look what my comfort. Look, none of that. He says, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem one other better than themselves. Look not to every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, verse 6, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he made of himself no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God, also hath highly exalted him and has given him a name which is above every name that is name. That at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things that are on the earth and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. I believe today I want to put you in remembrance if you're a believer in here today God has a plan for your life. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, 
go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.